Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence. Man, I know I said last week I was going to have to mute my mic, but I'm going to start turning off my camera because I can't trust you for nothing. What's up, Colts Nation? Y'all heard that, right? He can't trust me for some reason. That's crazy. Yeah. Please be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at the Colts Cast. Instagram is at Colts Cast. New YouTube channel up as well. The Colts cast. Just go search that up. You'll find our videos. You can find it on one of our social media pages as well. Our link tree. Anything. But let's talk about the one, two, and one Indianapolis Colts mm. visiting the Denver Broncos. Two and two. For Thursday night football. This is exciting. We're the only oh, yeah. game on. Everybody's gonna see us. We can't we can't play like trash, can we? Nah, we in the Mile High City, man. We got a ball. Yo, if the Colts take their third loss of the season, bruh. I think our next episode is gonna be some twenty twenty three mod In my head, this is a must win game to get back to where we need to be. My little heart can't take another loss here, dog. Dog, me either. And it doesn't get better when you look at injuries. We got no Shaquille Leonard, no Taquan Lewis, no Jonathan Taylor. Jamal, no Jonathan Taylor. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can't wear your jersey. However, right? the Broncos <laughs> <laughs> just lost their run, uh, young running back, Javante Williams, to a torn ACL injury. Really sad for him. Um, but... They are also without their edge rusher, Randy Gregory. So it's just, yeah, it's impossible to be fully healthy, it, it seems. But we're both without our star running backs. That's that's going to be interesting. So my first question for you, Jamal. Will Matty Ice be able to take down Dangerous mm. Russell Wilson? Mm. Both down starting running backs is huge. Uh, off the rip for us. Um, I think it's going to definitely be a gunslinging match the entire time, but it's going to really turn into who can be the most efficient dog because, you know, Matty Ice, he looks good on paper. Everything looks great on paper when we look at, besides his fumbles, obviously, but whenever we look at his, his yards per game he's throwing, his completion percentage, the the amount of yards per, it's looking, it's looking decent. It's like, well, that's what I want to see. But when we're not finishing drives and we're turning over the ball, I mean, that's just that's just the, tr- the proof is in the pudding there that these numbers don't mean anything. So I think it's just going to come down to a matter of who is going to take control of the game from the very beginning with the weapons they have. And I know that Russ is starting to heat up a little bit. I know they started off slow. He's starting to heat up a little bit, you know, kind of showing some Seahawks S type play. But I don't know if it's going to be enough for them to get it done. But at the same time, when I think about Matty Ice. Matt Ryan, for what it's worth, has, when he has had time in the pocket, he's been efficient. He's looked good getting the ball out. For uh, But what, what, what do we do if there's no time in the pocket? Or what do we do if 
if Matt just starts having another another down night of these turnovers. So I kind of just wanted to review some of the stats when we look at them, you know, comparison to comparison. Um, you know, completion percentage right now, Matt's winning at 66.2% versus Russ at 61.1. Passing yards, 1125 for Matty Ice versus the 980 for Russ. And as I mentioned earlier, we, you can call it what you want with this because when we look at the game where he just he threw for over 300 and something yards last week, yeah, that's great, but what did the what did the win loss column say? It put a it put a a tally mark on the loss column. So I'm not I don't like to get too hype over the passing yards. I see we have more passing touchdowns five to Russ's four. Um, but when we look at things like interceptions, these are those mental mistakes where we really come into play where Russell doesn't have those issues. Russell has one interception versus Matt Ryan's five interceptions. Uh, we know that Matt Ryan has fumbled the ball countless, countless, countless times. He hasn't lost everyone. But these fumbles have been a huge, huge problem for us, and it's going to continue at this rate to be a problem for us. He, he's shown us that over the past um, four games that it will be a problem. We, we That's not something you just correct overnight. You don't just get rid of that like that. So I'm a little nervous. I think that when I just look through a little bit of the statistics, and I'm a little bit biased towards Matt Ryan because I've watched him play, um, every single game. I haven't watched a ton of film on Russell, but I know that Russell's history to me personally looks a little better than Matt Ryan's obviously Super Bowl um, win, and he's just a mobile quarterback and we, we, we harp on that every single day. So I, I, I honestly, in my heart of hearts think that Matt Ryan will not be able to outdo Russell Wilson uh, during this game. I, I think that Russell is going to really find his edge He's going to look good. He's, he knows it's prime time. He's a lot riding on this, and the Broncos are going to come out ready to play. I just can't be a very – I can't lie. I can't lie to myself today. I, I think Russell's going to pull this one out. So you think the Colts are going to lose? <sighs> I do. I do think Colts are going to lose. Oh. Yeah. My goodness. So you're right about all those stats. I think the most worrisome thing – is the turnovers, the potential for turnovers. Matt Ryan does have nine fumbles to Russell Wilson, zero. That's alarming. That's a significant difference. Five interceptions to one interception. I mean, these are, I mean, these are game changing turnovers. Like we had a one possession game with the Titans, three turnovers that game. I do think Matt Ryan is the more accurate quarterback. He's also accrued more passing yards, but what does that really mean when Russell Wilson's averaging more yards per attempt? It just means we've been throwing it more and more than the Broncos have. I believe Matt Ryan has thrown 23 more passes this season than Russell Wilson. So we can't look at the you know accumulating numbers. Russell Wilson is the better quarterback, I believe. I, I think we can all agree here. That Russell Wilson is probably better than Matt Ryan, so they have the better quarterback. They already had a, they already have an edge over us. So I'm, I'm a little worried, especially with the injuries, and I think I'll have to agree with you on one part that Russell Wilson will probably get the better Matt Ryan, but that doesn't mean we will lose the game. That's what I certainly believe in. Okay. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. And I think that's fair to say that, you know, that that won't be the end all be all. But I do think when I when I picture these two teams and I know we'll kind of harp on this a little bit later on, when I think of two teams who 
overall points per game have been very, very low. Um, I think it's going to be a game where turnovers are going to matter. And I, I do believe that the Broncos will probably have a better chance to capitalize on off of turnovers. I hope we don't have any turnovers, but statistically, they're going to be there. I mean, they're well, talk be about there. it. Talk about this low right. scoring game. Let's, get, right, let's so, get right into it. All right, say no more. So I we well we averaged what fourteen point three points a game. I think mm. it is. There's nothing. There's something <laughs> low. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and and that's that's a problem. That's a big big problem. Again, because we look back at the yards. Oh well, people are like, well, Matt Ryan's he he's really putting up grade A numbers. He's already thrown for over a thousand yards, et cetera, et cetera. But again, we're, we're not we're not doing anything with that. We it does not matter when we can get doesn't matter if JT rushes for 200 yards in the game. If he doesn't have any touchdowns, we're not capitalizing on any of this stuff. None of it matters. Um, so that's where I, I think that we're going to come into a lot of issues. I don't know. I think out of – I should have looked this up, so I do apologize. I don't have that exact information. But I would like to see our punt percentage you know, per drive because it has to be high. We, we are constantly either turning the ball over or getting a lot of three and outs. And I, and I think that's going to be an issue for us here this weekend, or excuse me, tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of three and outs for us, especially with no JT in there. We're going to have to go pass heavy this entire game. When we're going to go pass heavy, because, and I say that because I don't think that they, they truly are going to utilize Hines like they said he were. He's going to be a starting running back for us, of course. But I, don't, I, I, I think that Hines may have 10, 12 attempts total in the entire game. And he may end up getting five or six receptions, which I think that he'll be more efficient on his receptions. I'm thinking maybe five receptions for 60 yards or so, 10 rushing attempts for for 45, 50 yards. I don't see a big, heavy run game for us. Uh, so it'll be a matter of are we going to – is Patrick Sertan going to lock down MPJ? Uh, is Alec Pierce going to be able to get open? You know what I mean? It's very, these, it's these very are, possible. Yeah, and so that's what scares me because then are we going to be trying to squeeze it in tight windows? So that's why I'm kind of afraid that that's where the mistakes are going to come in and we're not going to be capitalized where we want to. And then the, on the flip side, where we think about the Broncos, where they also have been a very low-scoring team, they just got exposed. Their defense just got exposed last week by um, by the Raiders, what, Devontae and Josh Jacobs combined for 226 yards, I think, out of their 377, uh, 266 yards out of their 377. I mean, that's a lot. I They hadn't had a running back tear them up like that. All year, and, and and I know that that was definitely is not going to happen every game. So that's why I said I don't think it'll be as successful for us. But I don't. I, I hope Devontae Adams torches, or excuse me, I hope that uh, MPJ can torch them like Devontae and get this many yards. But when I look at Sertan's grade from last week, eighty one point six, he only gave up three first downs, had three pass breakups on eleven targets. That that kind of stuff scares me because I know that Adams is a great route runner. I know he's fast. I know he 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 can go up for those fifty fifty balls. So I need MPJ to come out with that same mentality. Um, and flipping back over to the to the offensive side for the Broncos because I know I just went on that rant with them. And, or excuse me on the for the defensive side. The thing that scares me about the Broncos, which is a benefit for us in the uh, playoff game. Excuse me, not the playoff game, and the run game is. Melvin Gordon the third being out there because he has a huge fumbling problem. Um, what what does he have? Three fumbles already this year, I think it is. So he is he's not looking too hot either, which is good for us. That that means we have a chance to now hopefully get the ball back. But I don't know that the Broncos are necessarily going to run the ball the entire game because they don't want to risk that. You know, why, why would you want to put that threat out there for? Uh, for the defense to be able to take the ball away. So I think that Russ may be trying to stuff the ball in a lot of tight 
windows force. I think Kenny Moore is going to get picked on all sing all game long. So he has to be ready. Um, I, Stephon Gilmore is going to be, he's going to do his thing, but Jerry Judy, I mean, he, he had a great week one. He had a great week four, two and three wasn't the hot uh, one, the hottest. So I, I really think that Kenny Moore may get picked on and he has to be ready for it. So I, that's why I, I, I don't know that the Broncos will be able to capitalize on every single drive either. But I do think that overall, it's going to be a matter of who gets the ball, who gets the ball last and who can capitalize off of these silly turnovers that are going to be going on. We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around the yeah. decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh -huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a in a in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we 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 have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Hmm, a lot to unpack here, Jamal. Definitely a lot. I think if you're a betting man or woman, you might want to take the under on this game. It's it's not a bad bet given For our sure. offensive <laughs> struggles. Given the Broncos' offensive struggles, they're barely above us in points per game. Then we don't have Jonathan Taylor on a short week. Yeah, it it, it it's looking like a low-scoring game. I'd have to agree with you know most things you said. I mean, you kind of hit it right on the top. Denver's passing defense, I'm a little worried about. They only allow 5.3 yards per attempt through the air. It's tied for fourth best in the league. And like you said, that's anchored by no... Uh, None other than Patrick Sertain, the second. That first-round pick out of Alabama, 2021. So he was good in his rookie year. Like, he just, I mean, his ceiling is crazy. He's really good. He's been shutting down receivers. Like you said, the one time he didn't was against Devontae Adams. It's kind of hard to shut down a top-three receiver in the league, but otherwise he's been rock-solid. We don't have a Devontae Adams-type talent. Sorry to tell y'all that, but we just don't. So I, I yeah, we got to remember that. That's why I'm kind of projecting a better game from Alec Pierce. Do we scheme more looks for him? Do we try to see if he'll get the ball more because Sertain's probably going to be shadowing Pittman? I don't know. I don't know where our tight end groups step up like they did last year. Or I'm sorry, <laughs> last week. Don't know. The Russian defense isn't quite as scary either. Uh, they only allow 4.9 yards per carry. But just like last week against the Titans, we were going against the worst Russian defense. We didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. Why? Because our offensive line is still stuck in the sunken place. They haven't gotten out. As far as run blocking, they're getting a little better on pass pro. Matt Ryan didn't throw, you know, 300, uh, 300 plus yards by himself. So, but run blocking, I mean, he has nowhere to run. I've, I've watched these other... NFL games and you see the running backs go through the A, B, C gap. They're they're going through gaps, so they're able to get through that first level. Taylor last week, I it was like a it was just a wall. Like he can't do anything with that up the middle. It just doesn't happen. 
My question is, can we start Bernard Raymond? Can we make even more changes to the O-line? Would you like to see him there, Jamal, at left tackle? I would. Absolutely. He's played well, given his limited snaps. Let's see what he does as a starter. We might as well experiment. We're not doing too hot right now. Come on. But I'm going to be worried about our run game. Like you said, we're going to be pass heavy. Mm -hmm. I completely agree because Jonathan Taylor has taken 81 carries out of our 101 carries for our team through four weeks. I don't know how Naheem Hines and Deion Jackson is going to fill that void. I mean, that's 80% of the run game has been filtered through Jonathan Taylor. Do we call Philip Lindsay up against his Ooh. former team? Can we get Ooh. a solid revenge game? I like that and, idea. Yeah, these are some good questions. Like he hasn't gotten called up yet, but I just I I don't know if Hines and Jackson can hold down I, I well, they might be able to hold down five, six, seven carries. But if we call up Lindsay, can he handle like an 11, 12 carry workload? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what Marcus Brady and Frank Wright draw a ball up and see what we do. Because I don't think we can beat them just throwing the ball. What I think we need is a defense. We need the Colts defense to mm. step up. And like you said, Kenny Moore... I'm so worried. He's been so bad in pass coverage. So bad. Like, he, he can only go up, right? I mean, he's at the bottom, <laughs> right, Jamal? <laughs> hey, you got that right. He's got to go up. <sighs> yeah, our run defense has been pretty good, except last week against Derrick Henry. Yep. Is that an anomaly? Is that an outlier? I don't know. But I do know Derrick Henry is a better runner than Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. So, but then you're out. You're without Shaquille Leonard, Taekwon Lewis. Julian Blackman's still not healthy. Like, the X Factor really might be Kenny Moore. <laughs> like, if he performs well. Dog, I'm, and I'm telling you, I'm scared. I, I'm scared of that. Like, I, 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 I want to have confidence in him. But as we've talked about over and over, this ain't the Kenny Moore we saw last year. This ain't the Kenny Moore who has been demanding, who, was going, who set out for a day of OTAs, who, who wanted to make his presence known that he wants this money. You know, if you want to mm -hmm. get breaded, you got to play like you want to get breaded. Like, that, it's just that simple. It is. It really is. And our linebackers, they need to stay on top of it, too, without Shaquille Leonard. They need to stop getting beat in these mismatches. That are, I really think that starts with just vision, recognition, recognizing what they're going to do on offense. I mean, the, the help defense needs to be there. It's all a team effort, but I want our linebackers to play very well. But I know you think the Broncos are just going to win this game, but... I don't know. I think it's really possible the Colts could take it. You know. Well, actually, you may not know this. But we are 1-0 as underdogs this year. Oh, baby. Against the Chiefs, we were underdogs. Boom, came in, ate them up. Mm -hmm. The three times we were favorites, we got eaten up. So, <laughs> or eaten up. <laughs> but, uh... So so we're an underdog. You know, this is a game we're not supposed to win. These are the games we actually do win, mm -hmm. just historically. And then you look at the Broncos. We talked about some pros they have, but then you look. I've, I've seen some Broncos games. I mean, we it, 
they they get picked on a lot and it's because you know they're not calling plays fast enough like clock management's not there Nathaniel Hackett's play calling and decision making is questionable you know you, you hear that oh they should have paid the punter 235 million that's crazy to <laughs> that's say that's crazy after you just got a hall of fame quarterback in his prime you know they're heavily penalized too they lead the league in penalties per game at 9.3 and they aren't using Russell Wilson enough. That goes back to the punter thing. The taking your kicker out, Brandon Grimanis, taking him out for what was it? Like a sixty five yard field goal, sixty three? Yeah. On yeah. a fourth and five? You got Russell Wild. Wilson? Come on, man. Come on, man. Y'all paid him all that money. We're not gonna go down that <laughs> hole. But I mean that has led to them to be one of the worst scoring offenses in the NFL. So I think the Colts defense can come on on top. I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game. <sighs> I think this is our chance to be 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. I, Hey, I, I, I hope, I hope you're right. I, I just feel like I have the juju that where, and I ain't talking Smith-Schuster, but I have the juju where you got to, <laughs> where I got to bet, I got to go with the opposite because every time I say the Colts going to win and take an L, I say they get mopped up by the Chiefs, get a W. So I'm hoping this is what we need. But um, but no, in all seriousness, I I, I think that the, what we need to see is going back to what we were just talking about with the run game, especially for the Colts offense. Since it's not going to be there, it's going to be pass heavy. What we anticipated not really being there. I need to see Matt Ryan in shotgun formation, quick passes, because we know the line has gotten a little better with pass pro, but it's still not great. So just get these dump offs or, or if we, if we know we're trying to get Alec for that 50, 50 ball, or trying to get Mo Ali across the middle or something like that, then we need to just make sure we hunker down and keep Naheem back there to block, try to pick up anybody who gets free through the line or something. Because I think if we are under center at any point or if we're doing play actions and Matt Ryan has to turn his back to the, the field of play, we are going to be in trouble because, again, unlike Russ, he is not mobile. And I know we talk about this all the time, but Russ can elude that defense. He can elude Quiddy. Well, I, I shouldn't say he can, but he has the ability to elude Quiddy Pay if he runs at him. Versus Matt, if they're coming at him, it's over. He, he, he I mean, he can, he can try, but more oh, often than not. Hold on, we'll argue that. All Eric right. Smith will argue that because right. Ooh, did you hear. see him last? Did you see him last game? He, he, yeah, man, he have he's a nice little tucking going. Come underneath. on, that, that looked like MVP Matt Ryan. <laughs> man was sliding hey. up, stepping up in the pocket, looting pressure. Well, but you're right. No, I hope right. he do. It. You're absolutely he right. He, he ain't that mobile. <laughs> I just, I, I think you know, honestly though, I, I really see two turnovers for us. I think one being a fumble and one being an interception. Um, and 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 again, I hope there's only, I hope there's no turnovers, but. Stats don't lie. Statistically, there's going to be something, and I think we have two. We're going to have an interception where we try to stuff one in where we probably can't uh, to MPJ, and then a fumble, which should be some miscommunication between uh, Ryan and, and Kelly. I don't know. I don't know. Or or Ryan getting sacked when he's not paying attention, his blindside hit, especially if your boy Matt Pryor is in there. Just looking around like a bump you on the wall. Matt Pryor. Yo, I'm not going down this rabbit hole tonight. <laughs> I just want to point out to the to the people in the back, yo, Matt Ryan's back gotta be hurting from getting popped from Matt Pryor ain't blocking, bro. You ain't wrong. And <laughs> I know from his right side when Danny Pinner was in that one game, 
boy. Boy. <laughs> God, I'm glad they made that change. Looks like it was better last week. Overall, the offensive line, but you see it all. That this is all Colts fans talk about. Our offensive line is garbage. It's bad. It's definitely bad. But that there's definitely more fingers to point and blame some others. It's it's not just the O line. But Jamal, just like Bob the Builder, yes, we fucking can win this game. Let's get this win. Can we get back? To being a contender? Come on, Colts Nation. Can we do it? Got to. Y'all already giving up? Y'all already looking at Will (laughs) Levis? Come on, guys. (laughs) It's week five, baby. Hey, I hope, I hope that it's all just the same, the same nonsense as always where we start off on this, on this bad start and we find a way to come back. But I hope if we reach that, the upward trajectory, we stay on there. I don't know how or what has to be said to the powers that be to make sure we stay on the upward trajectory because I feel like we hit that bell curve every season and then it's just boom, rock bottom. So we got to figure out a way to keep that momentum building up and and it can start it can definitely start tomorrow night. Why not start on a Thursday night primetime game like you said, the only game on everybody is watching. Not only is everybody watching this Thursday night game, it's it's Russell who has Again, going back to the money, $235 million that got laid in his pocket, and he hasn't proven that he that, – that, or they haven't proven that they have been utilizing him the way he needs to. There's a lot riding on this game for everybody, but I think that the pressure, honestly, is more on the on the Broncos than it is the Colts. As, as, as the Colts fans, as we are Colts fans, I feel like we do a lot of scrutiny, and we, and we are always harping on it. But I don't think that a lot of other analysts, or, or at least on TV analysts, are too worried about the Indianapolis Colts. They don't know, talk about them. Exactly. But I can guarantee they're talking about Russ and the Broncos right now. They're, they're, oh, yeah. they're talking about what, what, why they're on upset alert or why the Colts can do this or why or how come they're not performing the way they should. But as far as it's concerned, they don't care about Indianapolis. So we're just another, we're just another team. So we got to, again, as always, we got to get that trajectory up, figure out where to go, and, and, and take start with tomorrow. Start with tomorrow and come out and blow them out or, or figure out a way to, to if it's going to be a low scoring game, then make it a solid defensive game. As you as you mentioned earlier, it has to be 110 percent defense just showing up and showing out. And I think that it could be the turning point. I'm not saying that everything is going to be fixed off of that win because with the O-line or what there, there's there are 22 people on the field. Twenty two people have to do their job at the end of the day. 11 offense, 11 on defense. They all have to do their job for us to be successful. So, um, again, we can't put all the blame on the O-line. But I just really think that if we can figure out a way to start fine-tuning some of this stuff, it can go up. It definitely can. I mean, because it can't go too much farther down, I guess, to be honest. If we can inject the robot himself, Frank Wright, with some with some stim packs or something to give him some energy on the sidelines, I hate when they pan the camera to him. And he has the same the same stare for any play anything yes it's just i mean he's not either he's he's not completely there he doesn't care i don't know because you just see a lot of different coaches on the sidelines they they're different they're mad about something they're happy about something frank rice just 
sitting there like a bump on a log. Yeah. I saw Bill Belichick going off on a referee the other day. I see special teams coaches going ham whenever they get a block or anything. Frank Wright, we can score a touchdown, nothing. We can get a we can get a forty five yard RPI, nothing. It, it don't it don't matter. We can lose the game, nothing. We win the game. It was a, it was an overall good game today, nothing. Yeah, like it is crazy, dog. He is different. Yeah, but I look. I'm being too optimistic here, but I'm not giving up yet. Let's take this short week dub. We can relax this weekend. I can worry about college football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, and since we're back, since I'm down here, you know, for everything this weekend back in SC, you know, we can't, I can't bet right now. So, you know, I'm really focused on everything. I got to be watching all the games that's going on because I was ready. <laughs> Everybody gamble responsibly. Yeah, please do. <laughs> don't don't bet more than you can afford. Yeah, please. Because it, it is a deep hole that you can dig yourself into. So that's right. going to be it for us, everybody. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Colts cast. We release episodes bi-weekly. We'll be back on Friday to give you a post-game analysis, of course. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. Y'all, let's get this dub. Bob the Builder. Let's get it. Yes, we can. Yes, we take, can. Take care, Colts fans. Say it.